Welcome to Speak the Truth Podcast, and before we get into our next episode, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the 2020 Call to Council Conference has been rescheduled to September 10th through the 12th. This year's theme and plenary sessions will be situated in the words of Jesus when he proclaimed, the kingdom of God is at hand. The tracks for this year will include introduction to biblical counseling, depression, domestic abuse, post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, and marriage. Register today at www.calledtocouncil.com. Welcome to Speak the Truth, a podcast devoted to giving biblical truth for educating, equipping, and encouraging the individual and local church in counseling and discipleship. Hello, hello, hello. 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 Sean, you still haven't come up with your... Uh, Intro yet? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Any ideas? Um, yeah, try to, be, try to be as original as mine. <laughs> <laughs> try to be as original as mine. Hello. No. That just doesn't sound right coming from a biblical counselor. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. So we are continuing. Distancing studio. Yeah, we are in social podcasting distancing studio right now. And uh, we have Shauna and myself. Jeremy through the phone. Jeremy through the phone. Uh, again, in this beautiful piece of equipment known as the Roadcaster Pro. Uh, I don't mind giving shout out. It's a wonderful machine. Anyway, maybe this will help y'all not pick on me so much because y'all aren't in the same room. Yeah. Huh, Jeremy? I don't think. Don't, don't bet on that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think proximity. I don't think proximity uh, has anything to do with poking fun. Y'all need to cut me some slack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so last episode, we just kind of started riffing on the COVID-19 reality and kind of how everybody's trying to figure out their new normal and uh, just talked about anxiety and fear, getting through some scripture on that, kind of repositing um, kind of our thought process and the object, excuse me, the object of our fear and uh, which is God and God alone and weathering through this time. And then, uh, this episode, we wanted to kind of focus along those same lines and uh, really kind of go through Philippians chapter four. And so I think Shauna was going to kind of lead us out in that. Is that correct, Shauna? Sure. Yeah. I, you know, obviously um, I am incredibly impressed and love um, my biblical counseling partners and brothers and sisters in Christ all across um, just the world and seeing how a lot of these counseling ministries and even churches have responded so well and, and writing amazing articles and blogs to keep everyone encouraged. And uh, we have pastors doing, you know, weekly videos to speak to their congregation. But obviously, you know, even though we're not going to this particular church, we can still see, you know, um, pastors like Tommy Nelson at Denton Bible talking to his congregation and also being encouraged through them. So, and then we have Zoom prayer things that we've been on. I mean, it's just, it's just been a very cool and encouraging thing how I've just uh, been able to see all of these videos and encouragements coming in, you know, just through counseling ministries and churches. So, you know, really, um, you know, thinking through this podcast, we're like, well, you know, how can we encourage our listeners and just maybe add something a little different to maybe the things that they're already listening to and hearing 
Well, you know, when you think about anxiety, Philippians 4 is obviously an incredible scripture to encourage us because we have Paul here who isn't someone who's just, you know, encouraging his church from a distance, but actually walked it out, you know. Um, so I know this is going to be a familiar passage to, um, those who are probably listening. And if it's not, then I'm excited for you to learn something new. Um, if it is a familiar passage, I'm hoping that as, uh, us together guys, as we talk this through, we can maybe just provide new insight for those who are listening. And then obviously just give examples on how, um, you know, our listeners can then counsel and encourage others. Remember, from a counseling standpoint, this doesn't have to be formalized counseling. Like at the end of the day, you are um, having to encourage everyone in your life. So even if you're not like an official counselor or leader in your church, you still are in someone's life um, able to encourage them and uplift them and walk them through scripture in some way. And so, you know, think through that as we're walking through Philippians 4 of what this not only will look like in your own heart and life and within your own family, um, within your own children, but also just with your friends and your and your own community. But when you really think about the word anxiety, you know, uh, it being defined, I defined it here in, in an article I recently wrote is it's a feeling of worry, nervousness, uneasiness, or distress over a real or perceived threat. The challenge with anxiety is when it becomes unchecked, it it can become so intense that it dominates a person's thoughts, feelings, and actions. And it will obviously impact the way that you live. You know, with COVID-19 and the things, the pandemic that we're dealing with today, is obviously disrupting disrupting our lives, you know, not only ours, but we're seeing how it's disruptive of just the world around us. And so this is technically a legitimate concern. It's a concern that um, we all have, not only personally, but we see those our loved ones walking through it, not only with the social distancing, but businesses are closing, you know, job situations are being jeopardized. We're seeing all the time how people have lost their jobs, um, you know, or just not able to work. And so the income's not coming in. Like our lives have technically been turned upside down. So this naturally will cause anxiety. It will cause worry. It will cause fear. Um, but the, but the, the goal here is even in our legitimate concern, if we, if it's not handled properly, um, it, it can really deny, um, the full implications of your identity as a believer. And it, it will help, it will, you'll start ignoring the truth of God's prom- power and promises when you get, um, when you fall into that trap of fear of doubt, right? So the idea is not to allow the worry to steal our joy, but to really become constructive in our lives, realizing that we can grow in our faith and, and where we're actually putting our, our hope, are we putting it, our hope in? what's happening in the world that's temporal that's wasting away anyway or are we putting our hope in our sovereign god who and in his in his providences and his promises and his power knowing that he knows what this looks like day to day and even what's to come and so how is this strengthening our faith so when you think about that going back to philippians 4 paul gives us a threefold plan for overcoming worry and it's really structured in the way that i see it in the scriptures of praying thinking and living biblically. And so let's read the scripture together and then we'll kind of talk it through guys and, um, and hoping to encourage our listeners. So Philippians four, chapter four, starting with verse four, it says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. 
Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known, be made known to God. And the peace of God will surpass all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Verse 8, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellent, if there excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. So when you really start with verses 6 and 7, where Paul is saying and encouraging uh, the church, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So we're talking about really saying you don't have to be anxious, but you can be thankful and you can allow God to know what your requests are, right? And then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So God gifts us the gift of peace, which peace is an inner calm and tranquility in response to our thankful and trusting prayers. So Michael or Jeremy, when you think about those who have a troubled heart right now, and, and you think about this particular scripture where it's talking and encouraging us to pray biblically, pray confidently, pray thankfully, what is something um, that, you know, like what, what would that actually look like in someone's life? Well, I do know as you were reading that uh, last podcast, I read first Peter five, seven, casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Really, you could look at verse six here where he's talking about, you know, and, and everything with prayer and supplication, that's technically casting, you know, spiritually speaking, we are going to the Lord, we're praying. It's, you know, taking what's going on in our heart, our troubles and bringing it before the Lord and praying on it, trusting that he hears us. He cares to me just off the, just right off the cuff. I know that it reminded me of, of that verse from last uh, episode. And yeah. And, and I think with the Thanksgiving piece is it's really, it's really trying to allow for an action. Like I'm Thanksgiving, like I, I trust and know that God's doing something through this request and supplication. So I'm going to do it in, in, in thanking him through it. It's almost like, you know, it's praiseworthy, praiseworthy in a sense. Yeah. What Jeremy? about you, Jeremy? So I, I also think it's, it's important um, just to highlight that even in verse four, um, Paul is kind of giving us a, pre, a prerequisite to dealing with anxiety mm-hmm. in that it begins with rejoicing mm-hmm. uh, in the Lord. And so it's part of our prayer life, uh, obviously, Thanksgiving, yes, but also rejoicing in who God is in these times, remembering uh, the nature and the character of the God that we're serving. He is a God who is present. He is a God who uh, is kind. He is holy. He is He is loving. Um, and just having a, a, a time to just meditate on who God is kind of sets the heart up to do the things that then follow in those verses. I think that completely answers the thought process of how is that? How can I have a thankful heart when this, all this is going on in my world? Like, 
I'm affected in this way. This is how it's hindering me this way. This is my frustrations or irritability where some of that really could be legitimate concern, like I said. So the idea is to say that your worry is is not something that um, should should be ignored. It's something that should be taken to God. And, yeah. and, and that's where the prayer part comes in is where we can pray confidently that that's the thing is don't just pray lightly. Don't pray, like realize who you're praying to realize mm-hmm. that you are praying to a God who is all powerful and all knowing and the one who's ultimately in control that gives you that peace, that confident knowing that in the midst of your circumstances that you can trust in him. Your thankful heart isn't because of your circumstances. It isn't because of what you're going through. It's because knowing that despite what you're going through, that God is present, that he's strengthening you. He's helping you. He's upholding you, which reminds me of Isaiah 41, 10, fear not for I am with you. Be not Mm. dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteousness right hand. So the idea here where Paul's encouraging his church is let your request be known with a thankful heart. Prayer, supplication is is petition. That's really what that word is. And and realizing like who you're praying to and that God's grace is sufficient. Any other thoughts on those verses before we go to verse eight? Wonderful. So that would really be kind of in that realm of praying biblically in the threefold plan. And the second piece would be thinking biblically. You know, Paul goes to... Um, talk about in in verse eight, giving specifics saying, finally, brothers, this is what you think about. You think about what's true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, whatever's excellent. And so it's like, you know, when we're spiritually blind, our thoughts are futile. It can cause us to focus on our hurt, our pain, our inadequacies, our failures. But by God's grace, we have the ability to think rightly So after Paul pray or after Paul encourages them and directs them to pray with a thankful heart, he then gives them a guide for what to think about. What is true? Meditate on God's word. What is honorable? Be in awe of God's of the Lord's power and provision. Whatever is just reflect on what's righteous and holy. Whatever is pure will dwell on what is morally clean or undefiled. What is lovely? Focus on what is kind or gracious. What is commendable? Consider the virtues of courage or respect or faith or uh, peace. Remember that the Holy Spirit is working in you. Like we read in, in Romans 12 two in the last podcast, he's renewing your mind. So your mind has the ability to think about what is excellent and worthy of praise, which Paul's saying, because our hope is in the Lord and um and not in our circumstances what are other things like in what i just said you know that you think could encourage them also on thinking biblically well i think um in, in light of anxiety because anxiety in, in another way in the negative form is actually worrying which thinking is the same thing like when you actually look at the close of verse eight where he's talking about dwell on these things dwelling in a sense is to think or to ponder mm-hmm. right so the idea of what paul's really he's reorienting the object of our thinking and who it's it's to a person it's not a circumstance much like you're saying so realizing when our thoughts are on a particular thing it will change, right? So, so we could dwell on and have destructive, or it, we could dwell and it be constructive type of thing, right? Right. It's that's why Paul actually gives a Littman's, you know, list here, so to speak, with um, honorable, 
right, pure, lovely, good, excellent, you know, anything that's praiseworthy. And again, that's almost to um, think on the, you know, God's faithfulness and his promises. That's essentially what he's doing. And then the way that he's working in our lives, going back to Jeremy's point on verse four, rejoicing in the Lord always. That's what rejoicing in the Lord is. It's rejoicing in who he is. Mm -hmm. And reorienting our thoughts on that, dwelling and thinking on those things to replace, kind of like in the last podcast where we were talking about uh, with fear and anxiety, it's trying to replace something. And this is Paul's attempt in this letter to do the to to do exactly that. You've got to replace when fear and anxiety, when the object of our fear and anxiety, which is a circumstance, which much like you pointed out at the beginning of what you were talking about, where we when we can't control it in your definition, right? We we can't control it, so put our thoughts and mind and heart on the one who can control it and who is in control. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a process of reorienting that fear. Yeah. So Jeremy, any thoughts on I, uh, right thinking? Yeah. So I, when I uh, consider this word, uh, whatever is lovely, um, it certainly points me to the gospel. Yeah. Um, Colossians chapter three, Paul writes, if, if you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set mm-hmm. your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Mm-hmm. You know, just pointing us to uh, the beauty of what is certain in the gospel. You know, anxiety is our longing for certainty. It's our longing mm-hmm. for uh, security. It definitely reveals that uh, we we are not in control. Um, so we don't want to we don't want to look at our circumstances as uh, and how they're going to unfold in the next week or two or three as uh, as our object of hope or certainty because it's so uncertain. But we can always, even in our struggle, you know to apply what we're talking about. We can always go back and just thank God for this fact that our lives are hidden with Christ in God. So, so our struggles, whatever they are, as we're navigating this season, all of those are hidden in the perfection and righteousness of Christ. And I think, uh, I can't think of um, a more lovely reality uh, to meditate on than what Christ has accomplished on our behalf in the gospel. Uh, and, you know, I think um, a, a real how-to moment here is, you know, really in reality, when when our mind, our attentions get diverted and we fall in that trap and we do start worrying about things of, of the world or our, our circumstances, our situations, right? We need mm-hmm. to have these things written down. You know, to me, it's it's when you're you're feeling well and you're feeling strong in this particular moment. Those are the times when you grab that journal and you write these things down. Write down what's true. Write down what you just said, like whatever is lovely, what's commendable. Have these things written out so that way when our minds do start getting off track, we can grab that and go to God's truth and read and remind ourselves um, re- really what is God saying here, you know, mm-hmm. remembering yeah. who God is, is really important. And so that's that second fold of thinking biblically, our right thinking, um, right praying. And then lastly, in verse nine, just living biblically, verse nine says, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. You know, Paul mm. had firsthand experience in what it's it's like to live righteously in the midst of trials and tribulations. So when he wrote this, he's he's writing it 
um, to the readers then and now, and it, that, Hey, this will result in the peace of God, despite your circumstances. He's, he walked this, he knows this to be firsthand. He's saying, look at my life. You can see that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but we, we must remember here though, you know, I think there is an important part of the structure of how this scripture verse is going in that the fact that he put this in verse nine and not in the early verse, because praying and thinking biblically must proceed living biblically because our thoughts affect our behavior. So having this beforehand and then now saying, okay, now walk this out is, is realizing that anxiety can really hinder you spiritually because it shifts your focus from God to your own desires. And this is why Jesus refutes that anxiety in Matthew six with his truth, promises, and reason. Listen to what it says in Mark four nineteen. It says, they are those who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for other things enter in and choke the word and becomes and, and, and proves unfruitful. Like, okay, think about what he's saying here. You know, like when, when we have, when we're, when our care is not on the Lord and, and we're focusing on, um, the things of the world, that's why, you know, it's communicated so much in scripture. We, we aren't going to be able to fully live and serve our almighty God. Well, it's going to hold us back. Right. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you bring up Matthew chapter six in that specific verse, because that's the result of anxiety is it chokes out the word. When I read it in Proverbs, you know, Proverbs 1225, you know, where anxiety weighs heavy on a, on a man's heart, but a good word, you know, is uplifting. Well, that's what's happening there is like, I mean, that's the result of anxiety. It chokes out anything good, which is why Paul is reorienting that, which is why you have to start with prayer because sometimes when we wake up or given our circumstance, it does immediately impact our thinking. Right. And so I think prayer is Paul's way of demonstrating it's, we got to start with the Lord and to Jeremy's point earlier with, you know, with verse four, rejoice in the Lord always again, I say rejoice. And then he kind of goes into that kind of that practice, that progression of pray, think, Mm-hmm. leads to right action. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. Yeah. Jeremy, you have any thoughts on, on uh, living biblically? Yeah. So another, another idea to bring into this particular part of the passage is the, it's the idea that um, has been very, very much a part of biblical counseling from its, its beginning. And it's this idea of habituation. Um, so my, my thoughts, can drive behavior um, mm-hmm. when I'm when I'm thinking in ways that bring honor to the Lord and thinking in ways that align with the Bible. My heart is changing, um, but habituation would also be the idea that when I begin to do things and when I begin to live in a certain way, that also has an impact on changing my heart. Um, so it's kind of a it kind of goes both ways that uh, sometimes in order for us to um, experience the things that we're believing. We, we experience that through the things that we're doing. Um, so I, you know, I don't think we ever want to minimize the importance of obedience, the importance of, of the habits that we have. One of my favorite um, authors is James K.A. Smith, and he's always uh, talking about the idea that life is liturgy. Um, liturgy is simply the, the habits of worship. Uh, and that that life is liturgy, and the liturgy of your life will show you what you love. Um, and so we want to be uh, living our lives in such a way that is forming more and more and more a love for God and a love for people. Yeah. 
That's so good. Um, you know, I think when you think about um, just living biblically, you know, the, again, it, it's just that thought of not only in your own life for those who are listening, but that when you're encouraging others, you know, what we're thinking and what we're praying about is a huge part of it. You know, when we're going in circles and, and, you know, we're getting depressed and, you know, our anxiety has caused us to isolate or escape, or we're seeing that in others, we have to realize that you, you know, sometimes it's not about just getting up and walking out, you know, like getting up and just, and, and saying, okay, I'm going to trust and have confidence in the Lord. But it's, it's this, con- it's this constant thing of what he's saying here, like praying biblically, like we really can't, it's not about just getting up and doing a particular thing. Right. So it's not about just being productive or completing this one task on our, our list, but really how are we sitting before the Lord? How are we meditating on his truth and realizing those men and women out there, like don't take prayer. Like I, th- I think, you know, even in our own life, we can get so busy with the task and the to do's and the things in the world that we literally forget how vital this prayer part is when we're not praying, we're literally walking in our own strength. Mm. I mean, like let that sink in, you yeah. know, when, when we're thinking about our circumstances and we're trying to figure something out on our own, that's not thinking biblically. Like, you know, that's why I think Proverbs three is yes, it's a scripture that's probably on every Hobby Lobby sign and has almost just been this, this scripture that we memorized and, and, and almost really forget the meat and the truth of what it's saying. Listen, in, in Proverbs three, verse five, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. Be not wise in your own eyes, but fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and a refreshment to your bones. We must have confidence and trust in the Lord, knowing that he's going to make your path straight. That's the only way that you're going to bear fruit for the glory of God alone. Like, you're not going to be able to do this on your own. But the good news of that is, is the grace of the Lord, right? The gospel, what you just said, Jeremy, earlier, what is lovely, like that's something to be incredible thankful for. I know that these times are bringing out these, I don't want to make light of the circumstances and really the shambles of certain people's lives and what they're experiencing. I know that it's hard, it's frustrating, it's heartbreaking, Um, I mean, people are dying alone because their family can't come in and see them like this is this is real. And 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 you can't make light of that, I think, or my hope is in this podcast and our encouragement to you is what do you do with that worry, you know, and how do how do you redirect it back to um, the Lord? And I think that these scriptures that some of you might already know, but really re going back to it and being very intentional and meditating on it and really, um, you know, journaling and really going to the Lord and realizing this threefold plan that, that Paul really gave us, the Lord gave us an overcoming worry is something that can be very life-giving, um, not only to you, but obviously to those that you're, uh, counseling and discipling. So pray biblically, 
think biblically, live biblically, or you can think of it like right praying, right thinking, right acting, whatever low, you know, kind of terminology that people grab a hold of. Um, so any, any kind of final thoughts, Michael or Jeremy on, on this particular passage or just kind of what we're talking about in general? No, I think that's a, I think that's a timely word for, you know, what's going on right now. And, you know, all of us, you know, for being honest, are definitely going to be struggling, you know, from day to day with varying levels of anxiety, right. And, um, needing to, you know, take heed to those words of praying first and foremost. And oftentimes I know for me personally, it does start with prayer and I have to rely on that prayer because sometimes in doing it at my own strength, guess what? I'm not going to I'm not going to submit to the Lord because my mind, my already from the time I wake up and my feet hit the floor, my mind is not on right thinking, mm-hmm. sure. you know? And so when I know that, you know, whether I've got 10, 15 minutes or I've got a good 30 minutes or whatever it is for that particular day, I know that at some point I need to expose myself like Hebrews chapter four and just realizing that the Lord's before me already, Coram Deo, before the face of God. And I can, I know he's there and he sees me. I'm just as exposed, you know, physically as my mind and heart is to him. And I need to just realize going back to Jeremy's point on rejoicing in the Lord and also uh, things that are lovely in the gospel. The gospel allows me the opportunity in God's grace to acknowledge the fact that today when I woke up, my heart was not in a good place and that I need to start to pray. And that's the beautiful thing about prayer because it's a way of submitting to the Father through the Spirit, by Christ, in Christ's name, and just what that accomplishes in my heart, the promise that that produces to get me to readjust and realign my, my thinking into a heart that is beginning to think biblically so that, it, you know, for that particular day, I'm going to act biblically. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Jeremy, any, any final thoughts? Yeah. So. Um, you know, my, my obviously my prayer is that God's mercy would reign, that it would come in the form of this pandemic ending quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, what we're talking about here today, it, it really it reveals that there is blessing in the stillness that we are forced into yes, right now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that, uh, you know, we're re- we are with ourselves before God uh, without most of the time without all of the distractions that life often brings. Now I encourage everyone that's listening, whether it's you, your family member, someone that you're ministering to right now, you know, just challenge, we all need to challenge ourselves not to fall into just distracting and distracting and distracting as our, as our means of buying time or as our means of of not being anxious, but be very intentional in this time of stillness Mm -hmm. to think through everything that, that uh, Shauna just shared, um, which I thought was, wonderful and thank you for sharing that article with us because this is a time where we really we really have opportunity and and, and a lot of time to reflect on our hearts in a deeper way than we may ever have again in our lives because you know the month of april it's very unlikely that any of us will ever experience another month like april 2020 Mm -hmm. and so we just want to um capitalize on the blessing of the stillness that god is giving us right now to examine our hearts and apply the things um, that we read in Philippians 4. 
That's really good. Thank you. Um, as we wrap up in closing, I just want to also, uh, Michael will put it in the show notes, but share. There's a great article written by Brad Hambrick, um, and you can find that on, on bradhambrick.com. And again, Michael put it on the show notes. But here's what's really cool is the goal of this article that he wrote is to help sort through the types of anxiety that others might be experiencing and then give some basic guidelines for responding wisely. He says, knowing how to respond to our COVID-related anxieties requires accurately assessing the type of anxieties we're experiencing. And here's what's cool is he breaks out factual versus hypothetical anxieties, rational versus irrational anxieties, temporal versus ultimate anxieties. So I think that this would be a great article for you to read just to give some extra feedback on top on top of what we shared with you today and maybe even an article you can share with others so we love you guys thank y'all for listening to speak the truth we are praying for for you and just um and and just join us and just praying for our nation we'll see you guys next time